Welcome, everyone. I'm Reagan Kramer, host of Revelations Podcast, and I am pumped up today to uh, invite my husband, George Kramer, back on the show because we get a second time with him. This is going to be bonus episode number two uh, for our series, Armored, where we're talking about spiritual warfare and the occult. So it's a special treat today to have him here, Dr. George Kramer. How how are you, George? I'm great. We've had quite the day, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it'll, it's going to be great. Yeah, so we're doing good. Um, but I'm glad you guys are all here. Thank you so much uh, for listening to Revelations Podcast. Follow us at therevelations.podcast as well as check out our new website, therevelationspodcast.com. So, George, back by popular demand, we have mm-hmm. you. Lots of people... Let me know how much they enjoyed your wisdom as it pertains to medicine and the occult and uh, who we are in Jesus Christ. And so I just thought it would be really cool to have you back. I think there was a lot of things we touched on that people still wanted more information on. And Mm -hmm. we're not going to have time to do all of that today, but uh, we just wanted to do a little part two and, and, and see where the Holy Spirit leads us. So I'm excited to have you back. Glad to be back. Thanks. And a little disclaimer, we are not experts on the occult, but we do have some experience and we have been researching spiritual roots of disease and some medical, you know, spiritual, physical and emotional uh, roots to things. And so that's just kind of part of all of this topic. Mm-hmm. So, George, why don't you tell us exactly what you do in medicine? If you want to find out a little bit more about George and our family, you have to go back and listen to bonus episode one of this season with Dr. George Kramer. But let's talk about your practice. What do you do as a physician? I do musculoskeletal medicine. My specialty is physical medicine and rehab. But what I've done for almost 30 years is prolotherapy, prolozone injection therapy to stimulate your body to heal hmm. in your joints, your muscles, your ligaments, your tendons, uh, to rebuild and regenerate your joints uh, if they're injured. Our body sometimes needs a kickstart. Our ligaments and our tendons and our cartilage um, aren't well vascularized. There's not a lot of blood flow there. That's why they don't heal very well. So this brings blood flow and oxygen and stimulates the body to heal, to, to do what God designed it to do, Amen. Giving giving it what it needs to to do what it's designed to do and heal. Right. So you do believe that God designed our bodies to heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm. Um, we would we wouldn't live. We we never we'd never stop bleeding <laughs> if no. we cut ourselves. Um, God designed it. it it's a miraculous uh, machine yeah. that heals itself when given the right tools. Yeah. Absolutely. That means nutrition. That means you know the right care and the right uh, nutrients, the right extra things. Sometimes we need mm-hmm. prayer. Prayer. So you pray with your patients. I do. Yeah, I offer to pray with my patients. I and many people um, uh, think it's more important than the treatments that I do is the prayers. And I say, yeah, absolutely. I'm the helper, not the healer. God's the healer. I'm privilege to be an observer to sometimes miracles. Um, People say it's a miracle, you're a miracle worker. I go, no, no, God's the miracle worker. I just get to watch and be present sometimes. Mm -hmm. Amen. I've heard that a lot. 
you're the miracle worker, but we know that the Holy Spirit <laughs> is, and Jesus is the great physician. So, but it's fun. It's fun to watch. Um, and tell us, so people hear the word ozone and they're like, ozone, what is that? Well, ozone is a gas. It's three oxygen atoms. It's mm-hmm. that smell, that fresh smell you smell after a thunderstorm. That mm-hmm. That's the ozone. I love that. It's a clean smell. It's, it's the very, clean. It's and they use ozone to clean uh, smells, actually, uh, out of, uh, like, after a fire. Yeah. Um, they'll use an ozone generator to clean the air. So it's three oxygen atoms, and it is reactive in the body to stimulate the body to heal and hyperoxygenates tissues. So the metabolism speeds up the cells, uh, work faster, you have more energy, so it stimulates healing, whether it's new connective tissue growth, decreased inflammation, decreased pain, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. And how many years have you been doing ozone? 12. I've been doing practice for almost 40 years and yeah. uh, ozone therapy, prolozone for 12. And it's natural. It's not super expensive and it heals. Correct. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, we're all, we don't live without oxygen. This is just some extra oxygen in a special yeah. Um, form especially in this world we live in now and the medical practices and pharmaceuticals and all the things and i think there's a time and a place for each one but i just think it's so cool that god's led you to something natural that can help so many people and um so we'll get into that a little bit just how we met and how i started to think about you know what i we met through a medical device company that you actually started a long time ago, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, but that's a whole nother podcast. But what I was doing at the time was working at a neurology clinic with patients that were had chronic pain, you know, they'd come and do this program where we had every all encompassing, you know, psychology, physical therapy, exercise, physiology. It was it was awesome at the time. It was a great program. But I would get to know my patients really well because I actually have a degree in exercise physiology um, before I got into ministry. And I would be just so curious about why some people would do the program. They'd get better. They'd heal. I'd never see them again. And then I'd have other people do the program and they'd be back in six months or they couldn't quite heal up. Or they'd never make progress or or much practice. Yeah, they wouldn't make progress. And so I started to dig and I was like, why is, you know, what's the difference between these people? Is it physical? Is it emotional? And when I would start to ask them about their stories, their childhoods, where they came from, and I'm not saying it's every single, every single time um, it, it was like this, but many of them had trauma as a child, had abuse, would, I mean, because I'm like, you know, this is kind of funny, but when I was in high school and college, I'd have friends say like, you know, you should be a counselor because you're always just sitting there like looking at us like, well, how does that make you feel? And so I like to dig into stories and ask, like get the cause of why people react certain ways, why people do this, why they do that. And so I'm finding out that, wow, okay, this person had trauma as a child. This person was abused, you know, and they just, it's just like, issue after issue that they had. And so what do you think is going on there spiritually? Well, it's it's obviously complicated. We're complicated organisms. Mm-hmm. We're, we're physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. It's all intertwined. For sure. And um, 
we have to deal with those wounds. And so often in a very high percentage of, of people who've had chronic pain or aren't getting better, um, do have some history of abuse, alcoholism in the family, um, chronic illness in the family, different things that get them stuck. Mm. Uh, or they're just coping. They're just coping. They're, they've been through some things, but they're coping okay until something pushes them over the edge and then they just can't quite get back. Mm. And if, unless those are dealt with, those emotional wounds and mental wounds through counseling, prayer, you know, uh, help, uh, professional help a lot of times. Healing and deliverance. Healing and deliverance, but mm-hmm. also someone who can help them go work through those mm-hmm. specific childhood wounds or whatever they are, um, they get stuck. They get stuck mm-hmm. at those levels. And, and whether um, if it's a spiritual problem and oftentimes abuse is a spiritual it, it gets you at your core it gets you at your at your spirit level um they can't heal and uh sometimes we can do all the medical things and there's no why isn't this person getting better and then we, and hopefully that's been looked at but so many times it isn't and finally and, and oftentimes people aren't ready to look at those problems because they sure. want to say it's you know, the doctor can't fix me. Why can't anybody fix me? Like, um, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, me. And they, but they have to get to the point where they've tried enough to where they'll say, gee, you know, I'm really, I'm really ready to be healed. I'm ready to open up my life to healing, whether it be emotional or spiritual and look at, look at those deeper things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those uh, the spirits of unforgiveness, they haven't been able to forgive someone. They, and that's a big one, uh, or a, a rejection, feeling rejected or unloved. They're never having the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. We, we are at uh, a Be In Health um, conference and healing conference about the spiritual roots of disease and how many diseases do have spiritual roots. And people oftentimes can't heal until they get rid of that spirit of unforgiveness or they feel they they let in the father's love and the father's healing so that's a it gets complicated but that's what i what i hope to do i and i'm not a i don't have the skills to do the all the spiritual healing but i pray with my patients for deliverance for mm-hmm. healing and we'll say um, i'll literally say be healed in Jesus name because that's what he did. He said, "Be healed," yep. and so that we can, we will do more than he has done, uh, because of the power of the Spirit within us. So that's a, it's, it's a part of my medical practice is to do all I can physically, and encourage them emotionally and mm-hmm. and uh, spiritually for their spiritual healing. Encourage them to do that too. Yeah, which is awesome and profound, and God is working in a mighty way. But I'm linking those two together as far as uh, maybe spiritual roots of disease, but we can kind of sometimes if we, even as Christians, a lot of us don't want to do the hard work of healing and deliverance or even look in the mirror and say, okay, is there something else going on that is inhibiting me from living the life abundantly as uh, Jesus says in John ten ten. And that my heart is that people would wake up to that and realize, you know, we're in a fallen world. We're not perfect. We're going to have 
issues with our body 100%. But if like if we can be as healthy as we can be and be healed from a spiritual standpoint, so emotionally, mentally, and physically, we're also feeling good, you know, to work for the kingdom. Uh, I think that would be amazing and not be a victim and not go down these different roads of trying to find healing, um, which may not be of God. Yeah, and we, we want to do all we can. We, we're not always going to be healed, but we can no. want to do all we can to make ourselves as healthy as we can be and, and open to healing. Right. So can you review um, from the last podcast what the word occult means in medicine and yeah, the, in the world? Yeah, the word occult is in sums derived from Latin meaning hidden or uh, below the surface or a secret. Uh, and in medicine, we use that to describe some diseases that are hidden that you don't see, like an occult infection means there's an infection somewhere in this person's body. We don't know where it is. It's hidden or a, a cult, a malignancy, uh, or a, which is a cult cancer or a hidden cancer, mm -hmm. cancer that we don't know about mm -hmm. or a, uh, a hidden dental infection or a dental, mm -hmm. uh, uh, a hidden fraction, a cult fracture. I just a little while ago looked at a report and it's, there's a possible occult fracture. That means a, a fracture that you, you wouldn't notice clinically. Right. So it's hidden, secret, below the surface. Um, th those are what we would in, in medicine talk about occult. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about a, an occult practice in the world, as far as, you know, following someone that is not of God, the demonic, um, we're going to get into some of the specifics of you know, what the occult is and naming the names of some of the ways that that happens, like through witchcraft and things like that, um, that is hidden as well. And so you said something interesting, the first podcast, sometimes it's hidden in plain sight. I love that. Yeah. We, we don't notice. Well, and Satan's really good at that. It is, is, is hiding, um, making us believe here in the United States, especially that he doesn't exist. And he's all over the place in plain sight if we're if we're looking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing now in our culture, and <laughs> in, the, in the in the media. I mean, just one a friend I was talking to the other day is like the, in Hollywood and the Disney movies. They used to be more hidden the kind of the the negative the sort of demonic background Good of versus stories. Evil. Yeah. yeah, but now it's like right out there where they're the 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 Satan and the demons are part of the story, and they're mm -hmm. they're celebrated instead of mm -hmm. aboard. And some people are thinking it's funny and it's kind of a joke, and it's like actually really not because it's real. It's not funny, and it's seeping into our culture and our kids' lives and our families' lives, and we're just kind of letting it or not being aware of it or not wanting to see it. And the more people see it, like children see it, the more desensitized they get. Right. And they don't recognize it when it's right in front of their plain sight. Yeah, amen. The first commandment in Exodus 23 says, you shall have no other gods before me. Jesus was quoting the Old Testament in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven as well when he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. 
This is the first and greatest commandment. So whenever we give our allegiance, time, worship to anything other than the creator of the universe, the one true God, the one who was and is and is to come, as Revelations 4 says, we can we can be misled and easily slide onto a slippery slope towards evil. So as George said, the occult is hidden and sometimes in plain sight, but my passion and my heart for our listeners and for all of us today is that we can be free from the strongholds and bondage that the enemy has us in and uh, that we will open our eyes and have ears to hear what God is speaking to us and that we can see our own blind spots because we all have them. You and I have them. There's, I mean, as I'm researching this and going through some of these topics, I am so guilty of just letting things slide and letting things slide into our life and even our kids' lives where because it was easier because we're tired or because we don't want to research or because we trust other people or we don't go to the word and hold it against scripture. So we're, um, I'm, my prayer for all of us is that if we are letting anything else besides the Lord Jesus Christ be Lord of our life and we're worshiping any, anything else or um, following any sort of darkness, I pray that we can stop, repent and start to follow the light. So that is kind of the, the, the goal of this podcast and um it's deep and it, it's it's a lot but what we know is that by the power of jesus and the name of jesus we did a podcast on that uh this season too how powerful the name of jesus is and how powerful mm-hmm. the holy spirit is and you said too that just like that jeremy camp song remember what you said the same yeah. power the same power that rose jesus from the grave lives in us Amen. Yeah. And that is so true. It's a lot of power. It's a lot of power. And so we don't have to be afraid of any of this stuff. We don't have to be worried, but we need to be prepared. We need to have our eyes open and we need to uh, protect ourselves and our family from it by the full armor of God. So I just want to, this is the verse that the Lord gave me, um, Ephesians 5, 5 through 17 this is in the ESV, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. I feel like we could just read scripture the whole time because yeah. it, it is, it's like everything's evil all the time. Walk in the light, their darkness and deeds will be exposed. And what does it say in verse 12? They do it in secret. Yeah, they do it in secret. That's the cult. So that's the cult, those things being done in secret. It's yeah. occult practices, occult things, even we don't think of as a as a ritual or thing. But if they're in secret, they're occult, and then they're in the dark. 
and the light of Christ uh, drives out the darkness. The darkness will not overcome it. Amen. Okay, let's pray before mm-hmm. we dig into all of these topics. Let's pray for our listeners and pray for our families. Holy Spirit, open the eyes of our hearts with the word of God and the information, Lord, that you have given us. Father, we want to honor you with everything that we do. We want to be obedient to your call. We want to live the life abundant that you intended for us. So God, would you reveal now to each one of us what needs to be cut off from our lives so we can do that? Lord, what needs to be bound up in the spiritual so we can walk in freedom in Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you and praise you for what you will do today. And by your powerful name, we say amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So you talked a little bit about being health, and we yes. we went to that last year, and that is uh, that was a week-long teaching of spiritual roots of disease, and they talked a lot about occult practices. Mm-hmm. Do you want, you summarize a little bit, but is there anything else you wanna say about what you personally learned that week at, at Being Health? I think some of what you said, we let, we could let things into our lives that we think are innocent or, or don't even think about them. Mm-hmm. And um, while um, I, I, meditate mm-hmm. regularly and it's meditating on the Lord to let the Lord speak to me. It's a listening prayer is another way of saying, I think Thomas Merton called it that. Um, but if, there's a kinds of meditation that if you just, you just leave yourself open and if you're really open and you're not, and you're open to anything, you're open to, to evil spirits, evil input as well as good. Um, so that was a good thing for me. Some of the, you know, the, the I learned some of the uh, like Eastern mantras that sound n- harmless have some meaning that you don't know about, right. and so you might be repeating something right. that is really a curse of sorts, yeah. or, or literally a curse, and you don't know that. So mm-hmm. and that was one thing. But another practice is like uh, um, in my uh, I do. Uh, integrative medicine, where I use natural medicine, and um, some of the practices of some practitioners. Reiki is one that is used. It is sort of a religion uh, expression, uh, although the, although it's hidden, it's hidden. It's not spoken of that way. And there's different healing practices and uh, that that can confuse and. Uh, um, that Satan's way is to confuse us, have a little bit of truth and a little bit of lies in there. He's a father of lies. And that's a way we get hooked in kind of unwittingly. And there's so much, so much in our culture. Those are just a few things that come to mind when you say that, but he's the father of lies and the father and a confuser and God's a God of order mm-hmm. and a God of truth. So mm-hmm. it's just the opposite mm-hmm. order and truth instead of lies and confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just want to let people know being health is a, a Christian teaching, and it's just a ton of scripture that we went through uh, mm-hmm. to speak into what you know could be happening in our bodies and how to to cut some of that off. I mean, there was there was healings, there was um, casting out of demons, you know, there through different people, and it was very cool 
and it was all scriptural and it was very orderly and um one one yeah, yeah real powerful thing was letting um people experiencing the love of the father mm-hmm. that they're in in and that's so healing. Mm-hmm. People can't, like another barrier to healing mm-hmm. is not feeling loved and feeling worthy. Or maybe just love. when you say love of the Father, I mean, you mean the love Father of, of God the Father, Abba Father. But so many of us have not had the love we needed from our Father, right. our earthly Father. Right. And there was an exercise we went through to, to receive uh, different people and people who had never felt loved by their Father, never t- told they were loved. Their father never told their earthly father, never told them they were loving, and got someone to stand in for God the Father and tell them how much they're loved and cherished and um, just loved just the way they are with all their, you know, wounds and and past problems. So that was powerful. People would there were a lot of tears, a lot of release, and a lot of healing just by letting love in from the. Uh, our God the Father's love in because when we grow up so many people felt that a barrier that they didn't relate father their father earthly father with love or acceptance mm-hmm. and that's a good point there's that's such a simple thing that we think we all should know or understand like okay well we didn't all get the love we needed or wanted but we should be fine and we can just go on with our lives. We're we're Christians. We know Jesus loves us. It's not that easy, friends. No, I remember when I I've, I've been practicing medicine a long time. This is probably twenty years ago. A seventy five year old lady had chronic pain, and I was talking to her, and that came up. That very thing she in tears said her dad never told her he loved her. And she's 75 years old. Mm-hmm. She's carrying that. And she got some healing by by just talking about it and in, and then uh, feeling, you know, feeling that somebody cared and, mm-hmm. and God loved her, mm-hmm. even though her she didn't hear it from her earthly father. Mm-hmm. So these wounds are deep and they can be healed. And they can with change the love of the Father, at the love cellular level. I mean, it can mess with our cells, with our mm-hmm. joints, with our ligaments, with our organs. It's it's amazing. Um, thank you for that. Okay, so there is a list uh, of occult practices that you may or may not be aware of. And a lot of us have heard stuff like, you know, we know there's witchcraft. We know there's voodoo in other countries. We know... Um, or you're watching a show and you're like, oh, that's weird and silly. Well, it's real and it is not of God. And so if there's anything that we list, as, and I don't know if you want to get a piece of paper and a pen out. Um, I mean, there could be things that as a child you did or took part in that you thought that was just dumb and you never thought about it again. Well, it, that might be something you need to repent of um, because it is again, leading, had led you astray from the Lord. So, George, I'm going to have you just go through some of these, uh, this list, and then we're going to discuss a few of those um, as you go down that list here. And there's way more than what we're going to talk about, but these are just some of the prevalent ones that are kind of out there right now. And think of them as, again, there's some of these Practices are confusing because they they maybe don't appear mm-hmm. occult or hidden or sure. or um, 
not of God, but um, that's part of the occultism is it's confusing and it's so the false religions or cults are one um and one of the definitions of a cult i we read here is that it's an actual cult not a cult a cult (laughs) but then you know those false religions can be cults or are it's defined as a group of people gathering about a specific person or person's misinterpretation of the bible so sometimes they're they appear quasi-Christian, but it's a focus around a, a person who, who, um, who had a particular view and then gets a following. And there's the following that person. They're not following God. Mm-hmm. So the false religions, some would be Scientology, uh, Satanism, uh, Ekankar, pagan rituals, and many others, different, different variations of that. Um, uh, idolatry like angel worship, goddess worship, worshiping athletes, movie stars. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really very, it isn't, people wouldn't say that, but they are worshiping. Or political figures, you making think they're going to be their savior when Jesus is the savior. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, divination. Okay, let's just one second oh. <laughs> hold on the angel worship. Huh? And that's scriptural. I mean, text in Hebrews that we should not be worshiping angels. Angels are messengers of God, and they are doing God's bidding, uh, the creator of the universe. But I've talked to people that are like, well, that's okay. I'm I'm praying to my angel, and I'm and they're they only talk about angels and they're not talking about Yahweh. They're not talking about Yeshua. They're not talking about the one true God. And so that's kind of a slippery slope where, you know, in scripture, I don't see anywhere um, that it says to pray to an angel, but it does say that we um, should worship God only. And so it's just, you know, go to scripture and look some of this stuff up. If you, are confused or it's something that you've been doing and you're thinking it's totally fine. Um, the word of God is the only place that we can get the truth. So look it up. I mean, there's lots of resources now um, online. You can look at um, Bible Hub and you know there's lots of places that you can research scripture if you don't have a Bible, but get yourself a Bible and just start to research some of these these things and what is God actually saying about angels in the Old and New Testament, um, because worshiping angels could, you could actually be worshiping something not of God. Um, so that's just, I've been hearing quite a bit about that lately. So I just wanted to touch on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, divination, mm-hmm. uh, examples being astrology or divination is I, fortune telling or trying to predict the future, tarot cards, fortune tellers, horoscopes. Ouija boards, psychics, and even that when we were a kid, I don't know if they even have it anymore, but it was like the yes, eight, they eight, do. eight ball where it tells, a, you know, you spin it around as a game. And Remember that? If you're born in the 70s or 80s and you'd shake it up and it'd say, okay, you'd say like, is this going to happen today? Blah, blah, blah. And then it would say something. You know, it would. It had a little yeah. ball that would say, pop up and say, "Maybe it's or, unclear." Or, it's unclear. <laughs> oh, no kidding! Because you're not God; you're a ball. But, <laughs> but I thought about that because I had that, and I just saw it on a woman's desk at work, like in the last month. And I'm uh-huh. like, "Oh my goodness, there's still the eight ball." So that's trying to know the future. Only God knows the future, and uh, that's divination. We talked about 
fortune tellers quite a bit on our, our last show with George, with Dr. Kramer. And so you can go back and listen to that. But that is a scary place when we're wanting to know the future and only God knows the future. And he doesn't want us to know everything because we should be following his lead. Yeah, we couldn't, our own. we couldn't take it. That's right. That we saw all what's going on. That's right. Um, other examples of uh, occult uh, practice would be witchcraft and sorcery, uh, Wicca, warlocks, casting spells, black and white magic, even recreational drugs. Some are, you know, some are, are psychedelic drugs. They're actually using now for for some um, psychiatric illnesses, but in the in the past, there, there many of them started as in religious practices of of um, psychedelics for spirit kind of experience uh, in the um, Native American community, other different um, uh, indigenous uh, religious practices, mm-hmm. and that can open the door to you know, demonic spirits coming in and, you know, we're supposed to be in control of our bodies. And as Christians, we're supposed to, the Holy Spirit resides in us. So thank you for those. There's, I I just want to, you know, when you're talking about witchcraft and sorcery, I was thinking about Exodus and went the 10 plagues and Moses coming to Pharaoh and saying, let my people go. We all know that story. But um, when God said to Moses, you know, cast down your staff and it will turn into a serpent so he'll know that I am God. And then what's the first thing that Mo- that Pharaoh does is he summons his magicians and sorcerers to come and do the same thing. And so the enemy, Satan, has, is always trying to be God. That's why he fell like lightning from heaven because of his pride. He's he's always trying to one-up God. He's always trying to, you know, have people worship him. And so Pharaoh summons his magicians and sorcerers and they do the same thing because the reason um, we're fascinated with some of this stuff is because it is real and because Satanism and, and the demonic and worshiping all of these things, they can make things happen. There is, you know, Satan is the prince of this world right now, but God is sovereign over everything. And so, but God is more powerful. He is the creator and he, and Satan is a created being. And so, I just thought that was so interesting. And they kept going. He kept calling his magicians and his sorcerers. And they and it says in, in Exodus 7, and they would continue to do this by their secret arts. And it's that word secret again. Um, so when we look to anything but God for signs, miracles, and wonders, the future we are giving, in the or the future we are giving that glory to those people or to those things and not to God. And God is the only one that is omniscient. Right, and omniscient mm-hmm. means he's the only one that knows everything. Mm-hmm. So, it started a long time ago, people, in Exodus, <laughs> actually in the Garden of Eden. Okay, go on. So then there's channeling. Oh, channeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, when people uh, channel spirits, mm-hmm. trying to get a message from spirits, or and necromancy is conjuring the dead spirits like ancestor worship or trying to communicate with the yikes. dead yikes yeah um, mediums reincarnation mm-hmm. spirit guides things like that do you remember when we were in belize and we had dinner with one of the pastors from an african village we were in a on a mission trip and we him and his wife needed a break so we took him out to dinner dinner do you remember that story uh not clearly <laughs> i do so we're walking and you know, as he's like, 
I think we're taking a walk after dinner, and he said, you know, we just need a lot of prayer because we've got a member of our church who has started to try to communicate with his dead ancestors. Oh, yeah. And then he said then, like, they in church or in front of other fellow believers, this person would manifest his dead ancestor and have, like, a different voice mm. and do all these things. And everyone, everyone was getting freaked out. And then it was, like, putting all this attention on this guy and what he was trying to say to conjure up the dead. And it was just super confusing in the church. And it's like, oh, my goodness. So that that was like I thought of that right away, mm -hmm. that how confusing this can be and how we can get these messages from, you know, people that are dead that we're not supposed to be talking to. <laughs> <laughs> and what are they going to tell us? You know, and so it's like he was very we prayed on that. I remember that. So that's yeah. a real thing. We might not see it here as much, but mm -hmm. in this country. Mm -hmm. But it it does happen. Um, so Walter Martin in his book, The Kingdom of Cults, says, for it is the direct testimony of the Holy Spirit that spiritualism, and th that's the things we're talking about right now, is the masquerade of demonic forces who pretend to be departed spirits with enough to believe the testimony of demons and preference to the authority of the word of God himself. One need only to read 1 Samuel 28 to learn that King Saul's encounter with the medium of Endor brought divine condemnation and Saul's death. For God interrupted the seance, shocked the medium, who was expecting the usual counterfeiting and personalities by her own familiar spirits or demonic spirits, and allowed Samuel to speak to Saul of God's displeasure in coming wrath. Mm -hmm. So, do you remember that story? The handwriting on the wall, isn't that it? No, that's no, even that's a different, different one. one. Oh, that's so different. there's there's a lot. That's, oh, that's Daniel. So yeah, that's Daniel. But Samuel twenty eight is uh, Saul was afraid of. I think it was the Philistines coming, and so he and he wasn't hearing from the Lord, so he tried to conjure up, um, Samuel to talk to him and tell him what was going on. So anyway, it was just. And that, anyway, you got to read it. So you got to go to to uh, Samuel, First yeah, Samuel so twenty eight. I remember doing that in Bible study. I was like, oh, that was crazy. But um, yes, I mean, God is definitely saying that He does not want us to be doing that. Um, but that is a really powerful story. Okay, and so then there's charms. What would be charms like? Well, like talismans, lucky, like lucky charms, <laughs> but yeah. or um, rabbit's foot people. You you have a story about that about people. We're not saying you can't eat lucky charms, but yeah, I yeah. mean <laughs> that's interesting. Crystals, I think about. Yeah. Um, I had one friend give me. We struggled with fertility, infertility, and gave me a. Um, we didn't struggle with fertility. We no, so we <laughs> we struggled with infertility. Infertility. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Okay, I could go off on that right now. Um, but she gave me a rock from somewhere. She went on vacation, and she's like, this is a little fertility rock that you rub so you can get pregnant. And, of course, when you want to get pregnant, you'll do anything. And so I remember taking it, and I was like, I had it for like a week, I think. And then I just knew in my spirit, this is, I should not have this. This is not, God can do this. I don't need a rock. There are a couple of things, a number of things. People, people always try to give us stuff. Yeah. But you got to be careful of that stuff because that's not, we worship 
one God only, and he is the creator of all things. And he, he did bless us with a child, but mm-hmm. that was, that was a hard time. And, and when you're going through hard things and you want to know something, you want to know the future, you want to have a baby. It's like in the flesh, you will do anything, mm-hmm. but God's ways are above our ways and he knows what's best for us. And we, yeah. I think about, we have that spirit. He's given us that desire to worship something. Mm-hmm. But how many times do we not worship him? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's too much. You're worshiping stuff, worshiping yeah. lifestyle or yeah. material things or relationships or even our own kids. Yeah. We can. Yeah. So, yeah, we, those are reminders to, yeah, worship the one true God and, and worship the creator, not the created. Right, that's a good. That's a good. Mm-hmm. Worship the creator, not the created, and and the and the giver, not the gifts. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, there's a few more things we're going to go through. So one of them's fantasy, like elves and genies and gnomes. You said that people are doing I mean, gnomes. Lately. Gnomes is like a thing. Well, I can't go into. Th- we were in Alaska, and I learned some things about gnomes that is very interesting. And so we're. Again, stay tuned. We're gonna even talked about the guy we met. Even talked about Nome, Alaska. Yep. Yeah. That's we're gonna wait on that. Okay. Stay tuned <laughs> for some new podcasts coming in the future. But yes, we need to keep our eyes open for why is this a fad right now? Why is this happening? Why are why are all the gnomes coming out before Halloween? I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Okay. There are other things like uh, Eastern religions, mm-hmm. secret societies like Freemasons, mm-hmm. or anything with secret, um, secret handshakes, secret initiation rites, and um, where people really—it's a cult. They don't. People are in those, and they don't. They think it's just—it's quasi-Christian. Some some of them are con- confusing, and but really at the root, they're a cult, mm-hmm. hidden, secret, mm-hmm. uh, evil. Yeah. Um. And the Lord says in Matthew twelve thirty, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. So it's like we're either with him or we're not. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no in-between. We can't be following the Lord and doing some of this stuff. We can't say, oh, well, my dad was a Mason, so I'm a Mason. And when we know what it is, and you might not understand what it is until you're at a certain level, but do your research on this stuff, anything that... Like George said, it's secret, has secret handshakes, initiations. Check that out. Why is it secret? Um, God is clear in his word. And then we 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 don't have a lot of time left, but I do want to really touch on occult movies, Hollywood, um, mm-hmm. everything that's yeah. we're hearing things about Disney and like what is going on? I mean, I you just used to throw that on as your VHS tape or DVD for your kids when they wanted to watch a movie with some crackers at snack time. Not we didn't know, you know yeah. what 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 these you know. I used to watch it as a kid. Yeah, no, I did too. Um, I don't think they were as overt as they are. No, now. but there were some stuff. I mean, yeah. if you really look at some of those, you know, good and evil, and you would oh, see right. things in the background that I never noticed before. Um, so just as parents and grandparents, like you know, for instance, let's just say Halloween's coming up. Well, now Hocus Pocus has a new movie coming out after thirty years. Okay. And I never saw the first one. I, you know, I always tell people, why do you want to to watch an evil movie or a horror film? That's not, people wouldn't say that's a horror film, but even growing up, 
we'd watch horror films and it's like the world's so crazy why do i need to watch something bad it's bad enough yeah but now it's such entertainment and hocus pocus 30 years ago i watched the trailer last night and i was like oh, this is terrible they have like graphic portrayals of bloodthirsty witches dead zombies you know satan is supposed to he's in there and there's i saw these witches like trying to sway these young children put them under a spell because they need their blood and it's like okay what why would What's we about ever want our kids to watch that even if the good people win why are we letting them in to this you know it's supposed to be a family movie yeah it's crazy and the new one i would venture to guess is going to be worse and blatantly more yeah i would evil. expect that yeah so i just want to encourage parents to do their research you know even though something is PG or says it's a family movie, I mean, we have to watch these things before we even let our kids nowadays yeah. because it's just making us like numb to evil and letting it into our homes. And you don't even you don't even want your kids to see that. You don't want your kids to hear it. And you certainly don't want them that to get into their spirit, that that's something normal. And we don't even have time to go through can't erase that. You can't erase those images. No, I call it brain stain. Once it's in mm -hmm. your brain, you can't get it out. The Lord can get it out. But children are so impressionable. Um, and the normalizing of sexual perversion right now, pedophilia, um, we have a lot more to talk about. So you'll have to come back on. But let, I just really want to, as Halloween is approaching, let's be aware. Let's be um advocates for our children let's keep them safe let's get in the word of god what else george well just to be know that that halloween is is a satan's day mm -hmm. uh high high day of of satan worship and um, to be aware it's not just a, a a funny thing it's a serious thing and um, to be aware of that, not celebrate that, not celebrate the evil and um, protect our children as much as we can from that. Yes, yes. So we want to give you some tools uh, before we go here to pray. And so if anything that you have heard today um, that you think you, you know, you might as a kid have partaken in or know something in your family line, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ can uh, redeem you from that and um, remove that from your life. And so this is just a simple prayer that you can pray, Father God, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I recognize and take responsibility in my life and in my generations for occultism or whatever it is that you, um, you were doing or took part in. I repent for and renounce participating with whatever that was, let's, let's say the Ouija board. I'm just making that up, but you could put that in. And then I ask for forgiveness, Father, and I receive my forgiveness and mercy, mm -hmm. O glorious one who lifts up my head. I pray the full armor of God over myself, my family, and my family line as we dedicate our lives to you, that we are obedient to your call, and may the will that you have for our lives be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen. And so I pray that over each one of you today that um, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would continue to give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, 
that is uh, from Ephesians 1, and that is kind of our theme verse and why we changed our name to Revelations Podcast, because we always want you to get a revelation of Jesus Christ every time you listen to this to the show. So we're hoping that this show brings you freedom and it brings you life. And thank you so much, George, for being here today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, stay tuned. George is going to be back sometime and we're going to continue uh, this conversation. And um, we love you guys. Bless you. Bless you.